I think there's a kind of growing sentiment globally at the moment, kind of induced through this period of lull um, through the pandemic, where we're searching for more sustainable ways, more connected ways uh, to, to live and to think and to work. And this episode's definitely relevant. Wayne Carberry, he's just a beautiful, connected Aboriginal man who surfs up and down the coast, but he speaks to his roots here, and he takes us through. He's in a car park up the northern northern uh, part of New South Wales, and he can't log on to Zoom. He, I managed to get some uh, speakerphone happening into my studio mic and um, apologies if the audio, I've listened to it back, it's not too bad but yeah you might want to plug your headphones in for this one, uh, get the audio and, and some of that some of that beauty coming through from Wayne. So thanks for taking the time Wayne and um, hit Wayne up on Instagram, he's a beautiful dude with heaps of wisdom, so open and hit him up, thank him for talking openly and um, connect with him. And uh, any feedback, throw it through to me. That would be really nice and energising. And on another note, I've mentioned a couple of times we're doing a wild little event uh, in Balambi, my local region, uh, 26th of March. And... A uh, new addition to the agenda is we're going to do an empty seat podcast. So throwing it to the crowd if they'd like to pop up and have an honest yarn, honest chat and be present and see what comes from that. Sort of between one and three empty seat sessions throughout the night. Uh, mixed in with some Russell W, Jimmy Cates, making some music to some... 20-year-old Super 8 footage, Canaries in Hawaii. So there's plenty of vibes. Bring some, uh, bring your credit card along because we're going to raise some money selling some framed photos that I've taken over the last 10 years. All the profits will go to AIM Mentoring, uh, originally coined as Australian Indigenous Mentoring Experience. And the actual founder and CEO will be there on the night, so have a yarn with him. And, yeah, we're going to sort of... Raise some money. Profits go to AIM. We're going to work with, set a goal to work with 100,000 kids globally, 10,000 Indigenous kids by 2025. So not a bad, not a bad something to throw throw money at and uh, walk away with a, a beauty of a pick to put in your, your living room. And uh, here comes my daughter as I wrap up this intro. Enjoy the episode. Let's do this. We're on 
We're on live here with Wayne Carberry. Uh, Wayne's a, a super fascinating dude. We're going to dig in here, and I really appreciate you jumping in with us on the Gray Space podcast, uh, Wayne. And uh, this will be uh, episode sort of 36 or 37, depending on when we drop it. But I'm fascinated with your story, brother, and thanks for making the time and being vulnerable enough to, to sit with me, um, even if it is. Uh, 500 k's up the coast from where I'm sitting. That's not a problem, brother. It's, um, it's, a, it's a privilege to be able to sit here and have a yarn with you. Yeah, nice, mate. Um, I don't know much about your story, brother, but um, you know, you've been recommended by a buddy who I deeply respect, and so you know, I know there's richness in there, as is with every human story. But I want to know, um. You know your perspective. Give us a little run through of who you are as a person, mate, and uh, you know what what you value. Look, I'll give it to you straight up. Look, I um I grew up in the far south coast in a little country town called Mogo, and my people are the Wolbunja people, and I'm a part of that connection with Ewan country and all the Ewan people, and. Uh, and a lot of those little fans in between that um, that distance there. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I'm very proud and just searching through my life. And hunting and gathering is is something that I, I practice on a daily practice, no matter where I am in the country. So, I mean, that's that gives me a great sense of belonging and uh, my connection to my own country and... Also, a connection to um, other beautiful countries, you know, up and down the coast, inland, wherever it may be. And, you know, finding that mutual respect and that common ground that, um, that brings, you know, the mob back to country, mm. and, uh, feeling so much, you know, the pride within, within you know, within myself and um, having all these beautiful and wonderful people around me, you know, mob and you know, indigenous, non-indigenous people of all walks. Yeah, lovely, brother. And um, you, you're surfing a lot. Um, surfing really kind of anchors your life, eh? Absolutely. Um, I always say I wouldn't know where I'd be without surfing. And um, I think, if anything, that's brought me closer. You know, I grew up hunting and gathering at a very young age and, if anything, being a part of, you know, being out on the water keeps me really connected to, to all the places and, you know, and, and my duty as a caretaker, no matter where I go and showing my, you know, most, you know, humblest and, and biggest respect on, on all country and, you know, all around the place. Yeah, nice, mate. So, like, talk us through that. That's pretty foreign foreign landscape for many many people that listen to this podcast mate you, you're talking you grow up as a young fella being taught to catch food to gather to care for the land how does that work brother like um that's a silly question for you know traditional Ab aboriginal man but we'll, we'll walk us through it bro like what, what what does it mean how does it work and and how did you learn look i was taught by my aunties and uncles you know my mother, my father, and all extended family, and being able to take the wisdom and the knowledge from that, you know, 
it, it becomes um, something of, I believe, in my first nature to be able to be able to, to turn on and turn off as a hunter and gatherer. And, you know, being, being able to go out and share, you know, my catch in my local community with elders and, you know, my, my friends and, and knowing that, you know, the, there's food that is in abundance, but being able to share that is, you know, it, it reminds me of the old people's way. Beautiful. What's your earliest kind of memories? You, you, Mogo's not on the coast, so you obviously made it over to the coast and grabbed a surfboard at some point. Yeah, well, the nearest beach from um, my little hometown, Mogo, was is uh, probably about seven or eight k's, and uh, we used to find ourselves walking down to the beach and um, and then you know body surfing. So I pretty much learned how to swim first and. Um, it only made perfect sense to uh, pick up a surfboard later. Yeah, nice, mate. And you tell us about your life as, as you've been able to navigate some of these traditional methods with, you know, what is, I suppose, Western influence on education and, and, and jumping through all the hoops of, of employment and things like that. Give us, give us some stories. Look, I, I think, a major factor that we, we really need to understand about the mob, and, and this is my way of putting it, um, you know, in order to protect ourselves and look after our own, you know, our own spiritual health and well-being, you know, and that's all about staying connected to country. It's on country, it's hunting and gathering, you know, doing that on a daily basis, you know, simply networking in our communities, you know, with non-Indigenous, Indigenous organisations, creating programs, you know, if that's for teachings and, you know, which really gives us a sense of belonging and uh, defines the person who I am today. Yeah. So you dove in and did that networking to keep yourself healthy, engaged with, um, I suppose, both the both the Western systems and then the cultural stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It kept me grounded. I, you know, in my in my own skin, I knew who I was. I, I know my people. I know where I'm from. Mm. You know, I know how to respect the land. That's the only system that I was given. You know, I am a caretaker. For the general public, there can be so many other caretakers that one day that we can all walk together and maintain and sustain something so beautiful that we all call Mother Earth. Yeah, beautiful, mate. I'm, I'm really enjoying your writing on your Instagram page and you're, you know, you've, you've got some particular uh, way with words and way to illustrate our connection with the earth. Um, how does this connection make you feel on a daily basis and, and how do you kind of honour that connection? Just by going surfing or do you do other things? Look, it's a combination of, of being right amongst it, you know, actually being in the raw elements and, you know, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm sitting here in the forest and just down the road is a beautiful beach and, you know, the first time here, but it's, it, all it is is a matter of staying connected to, if it's, you know, waterfalls or mountains or the coastline or backwaters, small inlets, you know, it's, 
they're all part of this beautiful system. And once you understand the importance of a, of a small ecosystem and how it's a beautiful river effect to transcend something so beautiful, like in, you know, our rewards are the abundance of beautiful food that we can catch, you know, yeah. and take home and we can, we can indulge the highest quality of something that is so natural. Yeah, wow. So what's on the menu today, brother? Are you going fishing? Look, it's the first time um, I've come up for a little trip. Um, not at Byron Bay, I guess, but the first time down the Broken Head. And I'm sure there's, there's plenty of um, medicinal plants that I can identify and there's plenty of edibles this time of year. And summertime, there's plenty of fruits around. Yeah, nice, brother. And... Mate, on this podcast, the reason I started this podcast is because I think much because, you know, I struggled a lot with anxiety in my life and a particular uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. And I'm super fascinated when people face that mental anguish and they discover methods for coping. Um, have you ever had times in your life where you've you've faced some dark times or whether you, you where you've really not known which way to go mentally? Absolutely. I, I think there's, there's that road that, that, you know, that every person in their lifetime will face that road. But, you know, I, I really, you know, I spent time down that road, the dark road, so to speak, and what brought me back was actually being a part of nature and having a real, you know, look in the mirror at myself and, you know, what is my purpose? You know, what do I stand for? You know, and, you know, if I can leave a legacy of wonderful things and being able to give back in my own community, and that's the most important thing for me. So material things um, has no, there's no connection with that. But if I'm connected to country, well, how easy it is to be connected to people and uh, love and appreciate and respect all these things. Yeah, nice, mate. So you you sort of said there to quote you back is um what you had to do is sort of look in the mirror and find your purpose. Um, what what is your purpose, brother? Can you articulate that for us? Look, my purpose now, which I'm the vision is so clear, um, is to leave a legacy, you know, for our indigenous and our non-indigenous kids and my driving purpose and it's my role and my responsibility to to walk on this beautiful place with nothing of impact and if we can start to open people's minds up to say hang on when are we going to show some respect for this beautiful place and stop taking from our mother earth it's full of abundance we need to stop and we need to work together and find a better solution without looking at the factor of greed. And, you know, that kills many, many people's spirits and souls. Yeah, right. So the first thing that comes to mind on this land is is the the industry and the mining that kind of um, is the opposite to what you're saying. Um, well, well, 
as you go about your daily life with your light footprint and and your knowledge and your and your gentle uh, respect for the Mother Earth, uh, what do we do in terms of uh, inhibiting this this mining uh, that's going on for so long, destroying this country? Look, until um, we have a a better sense of direction, and that includes um, the Australian government, and and they need to start now and smarten up about and looking at our people and looking at this beautiful place beforehand, you know, because this place has been destroyed. And I've been out in a lot of mining sites and, you know, working as a filmmaker, I've seen a lot of things that has um, deterred me from even wanting a part of that. And, you know, to be honest, it makes me um, sick to the core uh, to see something like this happen around us and, you know, lots of times right under our feet without any explanation or or um, any taking any full responsibility to be able to clean this mess up that, you know, that's greed and power has created. Yeah, so with so much of our Australian communities engaged in the employment of mining, how can we untangle this mess, uh, what would your advice be to us in order to start to untangle and start to respect and be a bit more look, gentle? Look, I'll give it a nice and simple. So I actually went and did a, a tourism guide. So I'm a, a qualified tour guide instructor back, on, back home on my own country. Yeah. And that's a good way for me to earn a crust. And it's about education and if we're giving a message and we're teaching non-indigenous how to actually identify different plants and edibles and be a part of that system and sharing a knowledge and wisdom i think it is the most sensible way for us to be running righto now that's beautiful mate and i look to guys like you who have the knowledge and are embedded in these ways to be able to teach me what the way forward is because we're at a turning point, aren't we? Yes, and it's, it's um, it either, as a nation, uh, we either really smarten up now and, and start working out and finding the best solutions and resolving all these other issues that were just quick fixes and, uh, you know, for the gain of, of money and profit and, you know, real estate and, and uh, you know, the mass sale of, of land. And we can turn that into places where we can all share that together, you know, black and white, and we all walk, walk together as one. Yeah. Understanding that we have that mutual respect for country no matter where you are mm. in Australia or in the world. It, no, thanks, Wayne. It's great, mate. Would you have any hot tips or any any just, I mean, you've given it pretty straight. Would you have any um, guiding principles or encouragement for those listening to the podcast of how they can turn the corner with regards to uh, respecting Mother Earth and, and sustainability and legacy? Well, I think, you know, 
Absolutely. Well, number one, we start with education. And number two, if you understand the Indigenous culture in this country, it's all about giving and sharing. So if you're you're willing to listen and receive the knowledge and wisdom, and then we, we walk together with that alone. And, you know, just expanding yourself as a person to be able to make these baby steps yeah. in order to educate our own friends, you know, our really close friends around us and, and 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 making time for them to, you know, be a part of, you know, your world, my world, mm. you know, what I do in my personal life. Mm. But it's all about protecting and maintaining something for the future, you know, our future, future generation. That is that is my obligation and and every day that I'll um you know, I'll, I'll mastermind something that improves to see the future for our kids. Yeah. No, nah, nice, mate. And um, in terms of riding waves, brother, are you um, are you on a mission at the moment? Are you competing? Are, are, what, what are you What are you up to? Are you just riding the point breaks up there? Yeah, I had a bit of fun um, down at Creso and, and hung out with the with the boys down there, and uh, you know, I'm up around. <laughs> Chilling out at um, Apple Byron and you know the, got a few other my good mates up here that just chilling with the boys so yeah and surfing and uh, yeah most of our, our contests um, our indigenous contests like Bell's Beach and Merryweather and Tweed Heads Newcastle um, yeah at the moment it's pretty slow but I mean I just keep doing what I love I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, it is a. I've got a great friend and a you know you you know him from from the history of surfing. He's he's right near you up there. I'd love if you could pop in and say good day. He's um, Albie Falzon. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I did a podcast about ten episodes ago with Albie, and I sat in his country home with the stained glass windows and all the beautiful nature and surfboards hanging off every wall, and um. He'd love to see. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll link you up if you've got some time to stop by. Yeah, I'll make time, guys, for sure. Yeah, he'd love to see you, mate. It's just been a, a sweet little combo, and I, I really appreciate it. And you've reminded us of the real connection. So thanks for taking the moment. Is there anything else you want to share on the podcast while you're with me? Um, look, I, I think. Um, a lot of it was said, but I, I think the most important thing is is for our mob to be able to get back to the grassroots and, and continue to practice every day and, uh, you know, listen to our elders. Go out with Uncle and Auntie and, uh, you know, they're not here forever and uh, I think the best thing is to extract all that knowledge and wisdom and uh, that information is so vital later on down the track and I, I'm so glad I... Um, hung around the campfire a little bit longer than uh, my, my cousins, I guess. Beauty, Wayne. Mate, what a treasure. Like, thanks so much. And um, I'll take this with me uh, in my spirit. And I appreciate your time, brother. And I'll, um, I'll, hit, I'll hit the end of the show now and then I'll link you up with some uh, with Albie. Uh, one sec. Yeah.
hope you guys really enjoyed that episode and coming next Friday, Sydney time, next Friday Arvo, which is the rhythm we're going with, is James Cayley, Coots. Now Coots takes us for an unexpected walk through his mental landscape and some of his challenges and it's fucking articulate and beautiful and illuminating and liberating and so thanks coots get ready for this one in seven days it's an absolute number